Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. On today's Get Ready for the Future show, we're celebrating the start of football season with the Retirement Red Zone Checklist. If you're 10 years or less away from retirement, you are in it. What that means and how to prepare your investments and your plan on today's show. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. All across the state of Arkansas, it is that time again for you to settle in for the next hour and hear talk about your finances, your retirement, your investments. It is the Get Ready for the Future show. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. My name is Scott Inman. To my left is Chad Roller. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are things up in Bologna this they're, morning? They're fantastic. Yeah, yeah they're so, always good, right? Always good. we got a little bit dry weather, still a little heat this week, but... Yeah. Summer is slowing down. We're getting into football season. Yeah, high school played last night for the first time, right? Because they didn't play in what they call zero week, right? That's right. Yeah, had a benefit game the week before, but uh, mm-hmm. got a got a big game this week. So kicking off the season, getting it started. John, did you know that they have a zero week in high school football now? No, that's I had a, no idea. A, it's a new term. It's kind of the extra week that they start early. They started the Salt Bowl last week in zero week. And so some teams play, some teams don't. So it's not counted towards their – 10 uh, games or 10-week season. They've been doing that in college for uh, a number of years. Call it a bye week in college, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Got to have a different terminology. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Welcome back to you, by the way. Yeah, I kind of feel like the... the receiver that's been on injured reserve or something, and now I'm back. I haven't been injured, <laughs> but uh, I've, ba- I've been traveling, so that's an injury into it onto itself. Uh, we, if you uh, spend much time on an airplane, you've you've been traveling a lot, all for business. Yes, um, and I will warn you guys. He said when he realized that he was going to miss two radio shows in a row, which mm. I'm not sure has ever happened before. No. Um, but anyway, when he said when he realized that was going to happen, he said, "I'm just going to tell you when we get back." that next show is going to be the John show. So you guys are going to have to jump in and get your own mic time. I'm just I saying. A, I have to get my fix again. You know? I'll just take a break then for the next uh, Here you go, minutes. John. It's yours. Well, we, we did not talk bad about you while you were away. We, that's we, amazing. We, we did not do that because we weren't talking about Star Wars. So that's why that didn't come can, up. Can I, can I get any kind of independent confirmation of that statement that's what i would want listen to the podcast podcast. just like everybody else (laughs) itunes and stitcher john itunes and stitcher well welcome to john and welcome to janet i didn't say hello to you but we're welcoming you in for the retirement red zone checklist we're talking a little football this morning to get us started razorbacks play week two a little bit later today they're in oxford for their sec opener earliest sec opener since 2014 by the way for the razorbacks and so one of the things i do uh, in my preparations to host the pregame show for the network is to really look a lot at stats. And I'm a stats guy, and I think that kind of serves me well on this side of things too because yeah. we, do it with, we deal with numbers every day. I like numbers, and I like how, I like how they you can solve problems with numbers. So we're going to start calling you Stats Inman, right? Well, I don't commit them to memory. That's the only <laughs> no. problem. I've, I've got to have my sheets, and that's gotten worse over time too. You know, Google Stats Inman. <laughs> yes. I work with Rick Schaefer. Now, Rick can tell you about the details of a fourth quarter of a game in 1978, but I can't do that. 1962, I, I, as a matter of fact, Rick can tell you. Well, he wasn't yeah. even there at the game. But, but he somehow, still knows. He, yeah, somehow he still yeah. knows. That's exactly right. But I, I can't commit it to memory. But one of the stats – that is a, a very important stat when it comes to to looking over how a, an offense is doing in, in in a football season is what's called red zone efficiency. And I, and I don't know if it's been around a super long time, but the red zone, if you're not familiar with what that is, the definition of the red zone in football is when you are inside the opponent's 20-yard line. So you're 20 yards or less away from the goal line. And this red zone efficiency stat is basically the percentage of time or uh, that you have percentage of times that you have reached that red zone that you have scored. And you, there's a red zone efficiency just for score, and there's a red zone efficiency for touchdown, which is what everybody really wants. So you right. could end up with a field goal, but that's 
not as efficient as scoring a touchdown. Or you could be like Arkansas last week and end up with neither one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I was looking. I was thinking about that, and I don't have it in front of me. I'm not sure how many times they were actually in the red zone. I feel I, like I it stalled I, more often than well, not in the, the middle of the field. The interception that Starkle threw was was yes, in the red that zone. Was, that's right. And so that didn't result in any score, obviously. Yeah. Red zone uh, inefficiency. Yeah, that was uh, red zone inefficiency. I was sitting there watching, going, "Don't throw that pass," as he's right there. But I was on the other side of the goal line, being able to see what he couldn't see. Right. But uh, you know that is very important and, and I think that's that's important when you think about retirement and finances because there are people on the other side of the goal line yeah. that have seen what you can't see going yes. forward and that really does relate to what happens in the market in that red zone and how that affects your retirement Jan. so so the parallel here the last 20 yards in football before you hopefully score uh, you don't make a mistake there you don't want to have to go back and, and make up the other 80 yards again but the parallel for retirement is the last five to ten years before you retire the same same concept is true you don't want to make a mistake at that point. You don't have time. You know, think about mistakes at, in the in the red zone towards the end of the fourth quarter. You do not have time to get a redo on this. The same is true of retirement. Be sure you're planning for that red zone. So let's give two examples here. One, let's go back to someone who was about to retire, Chad, let's say in 2006, and they had purpose that they wanted to retire, let's say in 2009. Well, then 2007 and 2008 came along, and their 401k, as they used to say, became a 201k, and, and it fell by 20, 30, 40, 50%, depending on which market they were invested in. And they basically uh, had red zone inefficiency. They couldn't retire. They couldn't score. They couldn't actually complete their mission on what they were trying to do because the markets took away a third or a half of what they had already accumulated for retirement. Yeah, and and going back to, you know, I played a little football in high school and, and knowing going up and looking at the line of scrimmage, you see the defense is set, right? But as soon as you snap the ball, what happens? They change. Chaos. Everything yeah. chaos goes. So what you've seen on film sometimes and what you perceive to see what's ahead of you and understand the play that you've called – that defense can move. They have, you know, stunts on the line. They have everything. You know, there's there's different types of coverages. They may look like they're in man-to-man, but all of a sudden they drop back in the zone. That's the same with the market. The market is going to be constantly moving and making adjustments on that other side that you can't always forecast. So uh, you've got this person who is anticipating retirement that is affected by negative market uh, performance, very critical in their journey toward retirement. But then on the other side of the coin, you've got the person who just retired and that then the market hits them. Now you have this, this what I call top gun effect. The top gun effect is when the plane flat spins out of control and, and you know there's no way to pull out of it's it. It's a death and spiral. It is a death spiral. And so that is actually indicative of a bad market and you're withdrawing money early in your retirement into a bad market. So it just kind of makes that bad market even worse on the account balance that you have. Scott, both of those things are incredibly deadly as far as meeting or, or completing your retirement goal is concerned. And you've got to have some defenses in place to try to offset uh, what you don't see in the future. Yeah, and I'll call that a corner blitz because a lot of times when you get that blindside corner blitz, that's the market that you don't want to get is that you, you step up to the line of scrimmage and you think that corner is wide out and all of a sudden you snap the ball and turn your back and he's on you uh, and coming from the blind side. So we've seen that sometimes in the market in the 2007-2008. Spoken like a true quarterback. I was going to say, just to be clear, when he said he's played a little football, he's played a little quarterback. So yes. you're doing remarkably well as many times as you've been hit. So I'm, 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 really, uh, I'm really impressed. It helps to not know they're coming. Yeah. Well, you don't want to know that in retirement, right? That's you right. don't want to not know that in retirement. So you know, when you talk about that red zone, I think it is great what John pointed out there. It is on both sides of the retirement date, right? If the retirement date is your goal line, you're in the end zone in those first five or 10 years in retirement. It's just as important as the five or 10 years away from retirement. So we're going to walk through some things today on the Get Ready for the Future show that we'll call a retirement red zone checklist. What are some things you could be doing now as you come inside the last 20 yards before you retire? We'll get started on that list when we come back in just a moment. We've got live events happening near you. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar and sign up now. We're back right after these messages. 
Do you worry about retiring? How much is enough? Can I achieve my retirement goals? Hi, I'm Scott Inman for Genwell Financial Advisors, and we've been helping Arkansans retire for 14 years. Get answers in less time than it takes to check social media. Visit 15minuteretirement.com, and we'll gather some information, analyze your success rate, and provide the coaching for any needed changes. Type 15minuteretirement.com to get started on your 15-minute retirement checkup today. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From Genwell Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Well, getting down underneath the hood of some more data as we take a look at the fastest four minutes in investing. And it was a rocky August. So what's September hold? What do the next 12 months hold? We always go back to the fundamentals. But John, also, it's very important to take a, a reading on consumer confidence. When you can, when you can look and say, that 70% of our nation's GDP is based on consumer spending, what the consumer has to say and how the consumer feels about economic conditions is very important. Yeah. Now, consumer confidence dropped a little bit in August, and that's going to happen anytime you have volatility on the stock market creeping up. But the consumer confidence reading in August was actually the fifth highest on the on record during this economic cycle. So the consumer is still being a very stalwart uh, advocate of where we're at economically. And it really does kind of say that, you know, things aren't nearly as bad as some people would lead us to believe that they are. Yeah. And when you think about that, it's at a 19 year high as well. So why are they so confident when you had in August, one of the most volatile months in recent memory, it wasn't the market that drove their thought process. But when you go back to things like a very low unemployment rate, yes, people are working, that will have a tendency to make you more uh, confident. Wages are up. Job growth is happening. So that's really probably what's driving a lot of the consumer confidence. Well, clearly there is a better environment for doing business these days than there has been in the past. And you can talk about all the politics on that that you want to. But any business leader will say, you know, times are really good right now as far as business is concerned. And business is what drives all of this. And so uh, and, and wages are up. And so that's just going to cause people to feel better economically. And, you know, I think that people have gotten used to the fact that that there is a lot of noise out there in the financial press and they have seen volatility before. You know, prior to 1987, we had not seen big drops in the stock market all of a sudden. But after 1987, it became more and more frequent. Mm-hmm. And now people are kind of like, yeah, okay. Because we don't get a whole lot of calls here at GenWealth right. about, you know, hey, what's going on in the markets or anything of that nature when we do have these volatile days of 2 or 3% movement up or down in the market. Now, what we are doing here at GenWealth is we're taking a, a very balanced approach to this. A lot of the noise is being driven by what's going on with the trade negotiations. And of course, those trade negotiations have, have gone from, you know, some talks to almost a, 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 you know, a water balloon fight between Trump and the Chinese leader. Yeah. And so you've got a, a situation here that you just don't know what the future is going to hold. And so we have taken the position, along with LPL Research, that you can't be out of equities during this time, because if a trade agreement is reached, then the markets are likely going to take off again. And you want to be able to participate in that. But if things don't work out, if things don't go as you might expect them to go, then you need some some uh, buffer on your portfolio to keep it from falling through the floor if we do get a bad outcome on trade. And so recently, Scott, we made some allocation changes in some of our portfolios. We're continuing to do that. I will tell you this. One of the things that we do here at GenWealth is that we always pay attention to the portfolios that we put people in. But in times of uncertainty, in times of volatility in times of potential economic change, we are actually sharpening our pencil just a little bit more, paying a little bit more attention to the actual holdings that are in those portfolios, trying to be sure that they dovetail with our clients' financial plans and help them to reach their goals in retirement through the investment selections that we make. And so when you look at, too, our guidance from LPL Financial of year-end targets for the S&P 500, that's only still set at 3,000, which is maybe about a 2.5% increase from where we are today as we record this fastest four minutes uh, segment. So, you know, we're going to be volatile along the way. That's the expectation. And we're not going to have a really large ceiling in the short term. But again, as if, if these trade things work themselves out, that could change going forward. That's it for the fastest four. We'll return to the program in a moment. Your retirement should be more. More what? More than just investments. More about you. 
Find out more when the Get Ready for the Future show returns. Meet the Gen Wealth team in person at our Gen Wealth Academy workshops happening in your area. For more information, visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events. Now, back to the show. We've got a very big Gen Wealth Academy workshop coming up very soon. In fact, next Thursday is our Gen Wealth Academy workshop. We are entitling Market Analysis, and we have a special guest coming in, Ryan Dietrich. And if you've listened to the Get Ready for the Future show much at all, you've probably heard Ryan. He joins us about once a month. Uh, he is the senior market strategist for LPL and LPL Financial. LPL Financial is our broker-dealer partner, uh, and he comes on and talks markets, talks economy, and he's coming to Little Rock. John making his first trip ever to the state of Arkansas. He's excited about it. We're, we've, we've promised him, well, we didn't promise him. We we told him we would see what we could do about cooler weather. I, I don't think that's going to happen. It doesn't, <laughs> looking at the forecast, he's going to need to be maybe in shorts up there when he does well, his could, Cooler does weather is analysis. relative, though. You know? It is. I mean. he's, he's used to it. I mean, he's probably been all, he's been all over the country. You yeah. see him on CNBC, a lot of the financial news networks. Uh, they, he's becoming, John, a go-to guy for a lot of uh, market analysis. And he's going to be right here in a chair with you having an opportunity to be in front of him at the Crown Plaza on September 12th. That's this coming Thursday at 6.30. And it is free to attend. We'll tell you that we have expanded the capacity. We, we were uh, limiting. It's still limited, but we've actually added some seats to our capacity so that we could continue to let people sign up for this because response has been so good. Yeah, so there are some tickets left, just a few tickets left. So go ahead and go to getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events. And Scott, let me clarify that, you know, some of the publicity that we've done on this has referred to it as market analysis by Ryan Dietrich. It's really not. This is going to be very much a, a very casual question and answer session. You and I will actually be interviewing Ryan and asking questions and, and we will be getting questions from the audience. So it's going to be a very free-flowing uh, event. It's not going to be somebody droning on behind a podium about what they think about the market. This is going to be some good uh, give and take, question and answer, audience interaction, audience participation. So if you like that kind of thing, you, you definitely want to show up to see Ryan. Uh, it is a great evening of, of food and information and maybe even a little entertainment. You know, we might uh, get Ryan to, to, I don't know, I, I don't know what his talents are, but we might get him to expose whatever his uh, uh, pastime talents are uh, on stage as well. So uh, go to getreadyforthefuture.com and sign up for an evening with Ryan Dietrich. It is coming up on September 12th. That is next Thursday night, this coming Thursday night, 630 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. Just a few seats are available. There are also some other upcoming workshops. In fact, there's one on Tuesday in North Little Rock entitled The Three Big Risks. We're going to be talking about the three big risks to your retirement and some strategies to take those on. We'll also be doing that in Hot Springs the week after on September 17th. So you'll find a list of all of our upcoming events at our website, getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash events. But the big one, especially where we are in the market, you know, Janet and I did the fastest four in your uh, absence last week, and we talked about how excited we were that August was in the rearview mirror. And then I read a tweet from Ryan, September is the worst month. <laughs> so I guess we should expect more volatility. So there's a lot of uncertainty going around. We've been talking about volatility in the market. You know, what, what do we make of this? Is it something fundamental that we should be worried about, or is it just a blip on the radar? Ryan will take all those questions at the uh, evening with Ryan Dietrich coming up on September 12th. Yeah, Scott, and I think I listen to Ryan's uh, weekly podcast a lot, and, you know, Ryan is a real fundamental guy, and yeah. I think that's what he's going to offer uh, to us is to think about the fundamentals. So I think it's a great opportunity to come and listen in to those fundamentals because we know that there's some volatility ahead. Mm -hmm. of us. And I think it's it'd be great to have those fundamentals in mind that when we do get into that market volatility in the coming days that, you know, you'll be able to think back and say, you know what, there, here's some things that I can base what I'm being told by the news, because a lot of times it, it is just noise. Right. And what can I really base my, you know, the thought process and where we're at in the market? I think it's going to be some great information. You ever notice how you're talking about the news that you always see when the market goes down significantly, mm -hmm. it's a headline. You don't always see when it goes up significantly yep. that it's a headline. So that can create a misperception, I think, that you only see the bad news. So you you assume that that's always happening. 
But obviously, the market has rebounded a lot in August as well. So as we talk about the retirement red zone checklist, the, the, the investments that you have for retirement and positioning those as you get into the retirement red zone becomes very important. So we're going to talk a little bit about investment strategy as we roll on. But let's walk through our checklist. Our, number one on our retirement red zone checklist is maximize employer benefits. You know, if you get to age 50, a lot of people don't realize, Chad, that there's an opportunity to really start socking more back in contributions yes. inside of plans. Yes. And I, I, I saw a quote from Don Shula, an old old football coach. He said that he called the red zone the green zone because mm. that's where the money's made. Right. Yeah. I like so that. when you when you think about it, you know, you, you start getting into the red zone and in retirement, that is typically your higher earning years yeah. throughout your lifetime. So and you've got kids out of school. Hopefully you're getting the kids off the payroll. So it becomes a time to be able to start reaching out there and getting some of these matches. And the other thing that you can do is start taking advantage of the catch-up. Yeah, the catch-up happens at 50. If you're 50 or older, your maximum contribution amount that you can put into your employer-sponsored plan, like a 401k or a 403b, is increased by $6,000. So it increases annually typically as well. But this year, 19000 is the pre-50 uh, amount that can go in. So when you think about increasing that to $25,000 and the timing, as Chad pointed out, is very big here because I thought about it in my personal life. I'm 46 years old and I have my first one out of the house in college. I have the next two. My twins are going out in two years. I'll be 48. When I walk yeah. up on 50 years old, it's going to be a real reality that I should have more cash flow and more opportunity to add to my contributions. Yeah, let me say from the perspective of someone who has both kids out of the house that there is life for your wallet after <laughs> your kids are gone. Yes, We're and looking forward to that. Yes, absolutely. And so it is very important that you wrap up those contributions because the more money you've got, the more prepared you are to weather whatever storm may happen in the red zone. And that's really the heart of what we're saying here is that you want to be as as bulletproof as you can be as you head into retirement. And obviously, the more ammo you've got in your, in your account, the better off you're going to be. And here's an opportunity for you to take a look at that health savings account, too. We don't talk about HSAs a whole lot on this program, but it's especially if you're planning to retire before 65, this can be very advantageous to you because I think, I think you would all agree around the table here, one of the most common concerns or questions we get, Janet, in the client room about yeah. retiring before 65 is, I'm concerned about health care. How am I going to pay for health care? Yeah, I mean, they talk about health insurance all the time. And and then just the unknown expenses of just, you know, what's my health going to be like? And and I, I talk about a lot of times the situation with my mom and dad that uh, when he passed away and therefore there was a Social Security check that was gone, mom was actually more cash flow positive after that than she was when he was still here just because of medical expenses. Mm -hmm. Because really, you know, dad didn't spend money on anything. And so the only thing that we could could determine was the the healthcare cost even with insurance and Medicare and everything in place, it was a big difference. So how do you figure how much you need in out-of-pocket healthcare costs? That there are averages out there, but everybody is on both sides of those averages. There's a reason it's an average, but we do know about $5800 a year per person is the statistic that we use. And that's an older statistic. I think it's back in 2014. I haven't seen one more updated than that. So you, I would round up to 6,000 a year, Yeah, $6,000 a year in out-of-pocket healthcare cost per person. So if you have a married couple going into retirement at 65 years old, you can expect about $1,000 a month on average in healthcare costs out-of-pocket above and beyond what Medicare is going to pay for. Yeah. And, and the HSA gives you a great opportunity to be able to pay those expenses yep. uh, and, and, you know, get some tax advantages there with that, with that, using that account. So number two on our list of the retirement red zone checklist, evaluate your retirement income plan. Now that's assuming, John, that you have one. Well, I was going to ask this question. Yeah. Did anybody at the table here see the video that has been going around of the guy in North Carolina that actually has like a 10 minute video of Bigfoot? I have not. No, I can't say that I've seen that. Well, uh, apparently, you know, it's it's through the woods, and so it's hard to see. But, uh -huh. but you know, he he apparently has this video of Bigfoot. But you know, there's been about as many sightings. <laughs> 
of a retirement income plan yeah. okay. as there has All been right, with Bigfoot. <laughs> I, I have, I've never seen a uh, prospective retiree come in with a, you know, a 10 minute version of their plan or any, you know, length version of their plan. We've yeah. never seen one at all. No, much I, I, like I, most people have never seen Bigfoot at all. Yeah. It, it is, it is a very rare thing for people to have a retirement income plan. Now that's what we do here at GenWealth. Now we're kind of rare birds around here. We like to give people things that they don't have, you know, yeah. and, and, and it's a very essential to going into a, a red zone area of your retirement uh, and be fully prepared. Now you can walk into that red zone and be unprepared, but Chad, that's not a very good uh, analogy to, to be going through in football. And it's certainly not a very good analogy to be going through in retirement. Well, just like we talked about, you know, in the red zone, the game changes. So you've got to be uh, ready for the different types of defenses that you're going to see in, ahead of you. One of those defenses being medical cost, the volatility of the market. You know, what what about outliving your money? You know, that's the other side of it is, you know, do I have a written plan that actually gives me the opportunity to show me how to use the assets that I've saved up through an income stream that I'm not going to outlive? And that that is where the written plan actually gives you an a laid out plan in order to show you how much exactly you can take per month. And this really starts with a very simple question. How much money on a monthly basis do you need need in retirement? Not want, but need. And you have to think about what's it going to cost to run your household? What's it going to cost to pay the, the, the car note if you have one or pay the insurance cost, uh, pay for the mortgage if you have one? Uh, all of those things that are essential expenses you got to get a grip on that and figure out what that number is. And then you've got to increase that number because that's spendable income. And you're probably tapping into before tax dollars. So you have to count in the taxation of those dollars. So if you say you have to have $4,000, you might need $5,000 a month gross in order to generate net $4,000. But that is the first step that you got to take. Let me say, just don't overcomplicate this. I think that's one of the reasons people don't know the answer to it is they feel overwhelmed by going through and doing an actual budget because they look at budget as a four-letter word. It, it doesn't have to be. Food, shelter, clothing, transportation, those are your basics. We're not talking about desired income. We're talking about required. So if you can cover those areas and like on shelter, be sure you're thinking about taxes and insurance. So food, shelter, clothing, transportation, and that's it. That will cover your required. So don't put it off and avoid doing it just because you feel like it's overwhelming. Make it simple and get it done. And once you have your number, you have to determine if there is a gap. We're going to talk about how you do that. Finding your required income gap as we walk through the retirement red zone checklist on today's Get Ready for the Future show back in just a moment. There's more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money right after the break. Stick around. I'd be rich. A smarter, simpler, more personal approach to retirement continues with the Get Ready for the Future show. At GenWealth, we have offices all over the state of Arkansas. There's a financial advisor near you. If you hear anything on the program today and you'd like to learn a little bit more, since we have a very limited time to be with you on the show, you can reach out to us in one of two ways. You can give us a phone call, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501 501- 653-7355. That will connect you with Anna Olive, who is our client introductory specialist, and will get you matched with an advisor near you. We have offices in West Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Bossier City, Louisiana. You can also reach out via email. Info at getreadyforthefuture.com is how to do that. You can set up an appointment with an advisor, and that first appointment is complimentary. We don't charge you a thing to sit down with you for a couple hours. We'll ask you to bring a few things with you. We'll have a discussion, just have a, a conversation about some of the things that we're talking about on today's program as we walk through the Retirement Red Zone Checklist. We're going to pick up where we left off in the last segment, guys, and that was talking about required income. We talked about how most folks don't have a written plan for retirement period, but even of those written plans, are they a retirement income plan? I think some people may think they have a retirement income plan because they have some model or some illustration that shows them how much they're going to have when they walk into retirement and how much they should be able to take out of that portfolio, but there's not a play-by-play -play 
so to speak, on month to month, how much are you going to be able to take out? And this is what we're talking about here, clearly defining on a monthly basis how much income you'll need and want. And we were talking about need in the right. last segment. Right. So you talked about, you know, sometimes they'll have something that shows them this is how much you can withdraw. And I, I immediately thought about, you know, a few years back, they started putting on 401k statements many times. Yes. They have an estimate of how much you could withdraw. There are some important things to understand about that number. Number one, it is wrong, period. <laughs> okay. What else do we need to understand? That? That's number two, yeah. many times they are including income that you could take from Social Security. Well, you don't even know which strategy you're going to use. There are 86 of them. How do they know which one you're going to use? What the heck? It, mm. We're not going to count on that number. Mm. And third, they are they are many, many, many times using too high of a withdrawal rate from the assets in the 401k. So here's the the synopsis on this. Don't look at that 401k statement and the withdrawal amount that they say you can have annually and get a false sense of security. It's not accurate. You really need to get into the numbers a little bit and see where you can take income from and how much. Yeah, and I think, Janet, even starting with what are you actually going to do in retirement? Yeah. What is your lifestyle going to be? Yeah. Because some people look at retirement just the day they get to quit working. But there's so much life past that. And yes. I think that helps a lot of clients is when it you see clients have an easier time determining what income they need right. when they know what they're going to do. Mm. And so when they have an idea of what they're going to do past just the fact that I'm not going to go to work anymore, then it becomes more of a reality and becomes more of a goal for them to say, okay, at this point... I know that I need this amount because right. this is what I'm going to do versus this the fact that I'm going to quit work and whatever I have, that's what I'm going to base my lifestyle off of. You know, uh, George Stephanopoulos or St- Snuffleupagus or whatever his name is, uh, is famous George. for uh, saying that it's the economy stupid about the, the Clinton campaign for president. Well, in this case, it's not the calculator. It's the advice, stupid. You know, you've got to yeah. listen to the advice. There are tons and tons of calculators out there. You can get online and find a calculator to tell you anything that you think you want right. to know. Right. But if you and it's garbage in, garbage out. It is really about the advice that you get in retirement and how to handle certain things like volatility, the market in retirement. The solution to your retirement red zone problem is not a calculator. It is a financial advisor and the advice, the skilled advice that a retirement income planner can give you in the red zone. Remember at the beginning of this program, we talked about uh, working with football statistics and how I like to do that because it's numbers and we like working with numbers, dealing with numbers. But when you think about those computer Uh, generated illustrations that you're talking about, that's just calculations. It's not really dealing with the number and working with the nuances of someone who is determining their retirement lifestyle and what their required income needs are. I want to double back to that one because we we promised before we took the break that we were going to talk about that gap. We talked about trying to hone in on your required income number and how much that's going to need to be. So how do you identify the gap? Well, it's the other side of the ledger. How much money do you have coming in on a monthly basis that's guaranteed? And that goes back to what Janet was talking about, Social Security. Maybe there's a pension. Maybe there are two pensions. Unlikely, but sometimes we do sit with people who have two Social Security checks and are going to have two pensions in retirement. But the reason we take a look at that side of the ledger as a guaranteed income stream is because if this is your required income need, this is what is buying you, John, as you like to say, your dignity in retirement. So those those expenses must be met with regular, predictable monthly income. Yeah, dignity and independence are the two things that we all crave and desire in retirement. Uh, you've got to pay for those things every day in retirement. Just think about what is it that provides you the dignity and the independence in retirement? Well, certainly it is having your own place. Yeah. Uh, it is certainly being debt-free. Uh, it's certainly uh, you know being able to do the things that you really have thought about all your life uh, that you want want to do because now you have time to do them. You know, Lion King is super popular again right now. And, you know, the the whole Hakuna Matata, no worries. Yes. That's what it is. It is. It it is no worries in retirement. You want to go on a trip? 
go on a trip. You want to spend some time with the grandkids? Spend some time with the grandkids. But you've got to be able to plan for that ahead of time so that you can reach that Hakuna Matata stage of life. Well, think about it. As as people progress through age, one of the things that they resist worse than anything is having to go live with the kids. Because why? It robs them of their dignity and independence. That's right. Now, why do they have to go live with the kids? Well, it may be a, a health impairment, but you know what? If they had enough money, they could actually stay in their home and actually have home health care as opposed to, in their mind, imposing on the kids. Now, a lot of kids don't think that's an imposition. They think that's their duty to take care of their parents, and, and they should. But the, the bottom line of it is, is that we all are have this innate freedom need in our in our DNA. Yes, yes. And if you do not do not prepare to be free in retirement, you won't be free. You'll be dependent upon something or somebody. Well, and I think confidence goes a whole long, a long ways, especially for your health. When you think about having, you know, the difference in retirement of having that guaranteed income and having that dignity, you know, you think about the stresses of finances that it puts on your life. So having that stress free, knowing that your income is coming in on a guaranteed basis can really, I think, make a huge impact probably also on your health. But I'll go back to football a little bit. You know, you think about if you were able to, in inside the red zone, guaranteed a five-yard rush every time. If you had a running back yeah. that was going to get – you were guaranteed to get five yards every time. How much confidence as a coach could you go into the ball game? That would mm-hmm. be the only play I ever did. Yeah, and yeah. and so I know that's a little bit of a stretch, but, I mean, it changes the rules of the game when you know that you have guarantees in there. I was uh, talking with a, a prospective client one time about uh, this whole issue, uh, and I said, how much guaranteed regular predictable income do you want in retirement? And he said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. <laughs> and I said, okay, so let's talk through this just yeah. a little bit. And, and we got to a good point. But but that desire for predictability and dependability is huge when it comes to the fact that you are basically terminating your paycheck when you retire. You are walking off a cliff and never to have that support that you've had throughout your working life of a regular predictable paycheck. How are you going to replace that regular predictable paycheck? Yeah. And John, you know, there's some clients that come in in here and we know without a doubt they do not want to go back to work and we've we've heard that conversation several times they're like i'm done with that place i'm not going back and so when you can actually show them that guaranteed income you see a lot of relief come off their shoulders when they say hey i know at least i'm going to be able to have this kind of income throughout my retirement one of the trips i just took uh was uh, i was speaking at a at a conference for the income for life model that we use here at gen Wealth. It was a conference of a bunch of advisors from all over the country. And because we're prolific users of the income for life model, they invited me to come speak at this conference in Boston. And the terminology was really interesting that they used at this conference. They talked about uh, overfunded investors, underfunded investors, and constrained investors. Mm -hmm. And so overfunded investors are people that have so much money that they will never run out of money in retirement. Never, ever, ever, ever. Now, I will tell you, I have not ever seen a client that had that much money. Now, I'm sure they are out there, but in Arkansas, they're kind of like Bigfoot. You can't and, find them. And, and to be to be clear, we've had clients who had more than what they needed, but what you're talking about is like a Walton type of deal yes. where I don't care what you do, it, you know, you're not going to run out of money. Yes. And we hadn't seen those yet. So you got that. And then you have the underfunded investors that there isn't anything you can do for them uh, because they don't have any money saved for retirement or not much. And they're going to live on what they're going to live on. And that's basically it. Right. And then you have those investors that are what are called constrained investors, which means that the strategies that they use, the the things that happen in retirement, the, the sequence of returns that they get in the market once they retire, that is going to have a dramatic effect on whether they have a successful retirement or are not so successful retirement. And that is the area where we work to try to be sure that they can be as best as they can on that track to be a successful retiree as opposed to one that is not successful. So John, let me bring it down to Arkansas terms. So what you're saying is overfunded means if you have enough money to burn a wet mule, yes. <laughs> then that that 
we know that you're you're going to be okay throughout retirement. But if you don't, then you need to have a plan. Burn a wet mule. I think don't act like you hadn't heard it before. No, I've heard it before. I'm just thinking that that's the first time that that phrase has been uttered in the entire 12-year history of the Get Ready for the Future show. It's true, but I think it was a good fit. Old yes. Bologna came through for yes. us over here. Boy, there's some, uh, there is some good redneck common sense in that. Scott is speechless. Why Everybody would you want to burn a wet mule? <laughs> well, listen, every now and then I have to throw in some one-liners because John is the king of one-liners, you know, like a cat on a hot tin roof, those type of things. Yeah, don't finish that one. <laughs> that's not the full one. That's not. That's a two-liner. You only gave one line of it. Yeah, let's don't go there. I, I, okay. I, We're getting ready for a break yeah, real so soon. I got nowhere to go because I just got to get rid of 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the retirement red zone checklist is the topic of today's Get Ready for the Future show. We talked about required income. We've touched on desired income, but we're also going to go down some other uh, checklist items on the other side of the break. So we hope you'll stay with us. One more to go on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we'll take a break and be back with that. Stay with us. If you want the answer, ask the question. Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, location, and question, and we'll answer it on the air. We'll be back in just a moment. Want more straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Reminder once again about our upcoming GenWealth Academy workshop coming up on September 12th. That's next Thursday. We are bringing in LPL Financial Senior Market Strategist Ryan Dietrich. For an evening with Ryan Dietrich, he'll be taking your questions too. John and I will have him set up in a Q&A uh, style panel, and you'll be able to ask questions of Ryan. Where is this market headed? What are the, What's the underlying fundamentals that are still in existence for the economy as we move forward through the presidential election season and still uh, dealing with low interest rates and dealing with the trade wars and all of the things that are out there? Let's get through the noise. Let's sift through the noise and get true answers from Ryan. September 12th at 6.30 at the Crown Plaza in Little Rock. We invite you to go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash events right now to sign up. It is free to attend. It even includes dinner, but space is limited. We have actually increased the seating for our event because of the response. So we have just a few seats remaining. So I would advise you to do that today, right now maybe, in fact, to go to our website. You'll also find other workshops that we'll be having. Uh, One's coming up before... Ryan comes to town, in fact, on September 10th. The three big risks to your retirement at 6.30 at the Saltgrass Steakhouse in North Little Rock. Now, if you've been listening to the show, you know we've been talking about another restaurant for that workshop in previous weeks, but we've made a change on location. We actually found out that one of the restaurants we were going to had closed. They did not let us know, but we've we've done a little a bit of an audible there to, to help chat <laughs> out with the football talk. And we're going to the Saltgrass Steakhouse in North Little Rock to talk about the three big risks. We'll also be in Hot Springs on September 17th at 6.30 in the Embassy Suites Hotel there, talking the three big risks as well. So plenty of opportunities to increase your retirement and financial education in the upcoming weeks by attending one of our workshops. And let me, let me say that if uh, if you're of the mindset that you only go to things that are a big freaking deal, then you need to be sure that Ryan Dietrich is on your uh, radar because it's a big freaking deal. Ryan is a nationally known commentator on on all the uh, business media channels, and he's just not a commentator. He is in the trenches every day. He makes decisions on a daily basis uh, uh, running the research department at LPL along with uh, his counterpart, John Lynch, and, and Ryan. Uh, is making it uh, his first uh, journey to Arkansas, and we are excited about it. So it's very worthy of your time to come see Ryan Dietrich if you are at all invested in the markets or just want to know what's going on in the markets and the economy. And my favorite part is you get to come and ask your questions. It's not just hearing him talk. And, you know, I I talk a lot of times about Charlie Brown's teacher. You know, a lot of deep market analysis can sound like want, 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 want. This is personal application. 
question. You get to stand up and ask your question, and and he's going to answer it for and you. And Janet's going to be our roving reporter in the in the, <laughs> in the audience with a microphone. Roving reporter. Yes, yeah, so you have the highest responsibility to keep uh, Fred from Ferndale from asking a question. You know, that's like I need Fred no. from Ferndale. You're, uh, I guess, John just didn't invite you. Then I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I think that just got personal. I don't know. Maybe Fred doesn't need to come because he has enough money to burn wet mule. I, don't <laughs> know. Yes. I think we have the rest of the show to do, guys. I think I hear PETA calling. Let's move on. Yeah. And, you know, we say it all the time at our workshops. So it, it does us no good to get up there and lecture. We want your yeah. questions to be answered. So that runs across all workshops, and, and it will include uh, the evening with Ryan Dietrich. Again, get ready for the future.com forward slash events. Sign up right now uh, before space runs out. We're talking about the retirement red zone checklist. The retirement red zone is a, a phrase that's been coined that is basically drawing off a, a comparison or an analogy to football and how the play calling changes inside the 20. I, I love what Chad, you said earlier about Don Shula's quote that he calls the red zone the green zone because that's where the money's made. Because if you're good in the red zone, you're going to score. And, and you're going to win and you're going to keep your job. And so that's where the money's made in football. And the same is true in retirement. The decisions you make once you enter the retirement red zone can make the difference in your retirement. And we talked about analyzing your required income. And if there's a gap, making sure that your required income in retirement, your dignity is bought in retirement with predictable guaranteed income streams. And then moving past that, we talked a little bit on desired income, and that's your bucket list items. Put values on your bucket list. What do you want to do in retirement? Create your retirement lifestyle in your mind and then put a number to it. So how do you get that desired income? That's where your investments come into play. You've spent a lifetime building wealth, and now you have to figure out how to spend wealth and not run out in retirement. That's why you're in the retirement red zone, because the market's can greatly impact how much income you can draw from your investments. And that's why setting up the investment strategy once you enter the retirement red zone is so important. So let's talk a little bit about our bucketing strategy here. John, you mentioned the income for life model, and that's the illustration and the investment strategy that we use as part of the GenWealth Ready to Retire process. And it involves basically identifying the time segment that you're going to need to put that money away into an investment and how long is it going to be there before it is going to be utilized as income. Yeah, just think about dividing up your money into different buckets and then assigning those uh, individual buckets to individual time periods. Maybe it's three years, five years, seven years, depending on life events that you would anticipate happening in retirement. You can kind of customize that to your, your need. But the big deal is, Scott, that you want to avoid something called sequence risk. And sequence risk happens when you have a down market and you're trying to withdraw money out of it and and you tailspin your portfolio. So what you do essentially is you uh, put enough money early on in retirement to take care of the income that you're going to need to layer on top of your guaranteed income uh, as desired income, as Janet likes to call it. It, You have enough money set aside there that you don't have to tap into your market-based money for at least 15 years. We have a 15-year uh, no-go zone, if you will, if, since we're zoning these days. Yeah. Uh, it, there is a 15-year period of time between the time you retire and the time that you first withdraw any money from your equity bucket in retirement. John, you, there's a phrase that you've used for many years on the show, and it is that time heals most wounds in the market. And that's one of the reasons that we do this bucketed strategy, that if we know that the money that you're going to use for the first 15 years is not exposed to the day-in, day-out volatility of of the markets, so to speak, just generically, you have time on your side. And if we have 15 years to get through time periods like, for example, the lost decade, uh, when we had 2000, 2001, 2002, we had 2008 in that time period, it's okay. We're using time to let the markets do its thing and just leave it alone and we'll come back to that money later. Now, when I say leave it alone, what we mean is we're not going to withdraw from that, but we are actively going to be managing that along the way. It is not just set it and forget it, Chad. So on the backside of that bucketing strategy is the growth proponent. Yes. Because what what do we know that is constantly is change? And prices are going to continue to increase and change over time. So a lot of times we talked about, uh, I use the analogy, look at Netflix. 
just over the last couple of years that Netflix is, you know, the subscription cost has probably at least doubled, right? Yeah. Look at the cell phone cost. Those type of costs have just continued to increase. So if you're 20, 30, you know, even 10, 15 years away, if you start thinking about what do I actually want to do in retirement, think about today what that cost is. If that's going fishing, if that's going traveling, whatever it may be, Think about what that's going to be look like in 20 years once you get there. So you're going to have to provide a way to increase that income over time. Also, what does it cost today to travel now? And let's say you're going to pull the trigger on retirement today. What is it going to be in 15 years when you're going to go travel? So you've got to create a strategy to get those increases over time to provide that uh, inflationary defense. Yeah, the goal is consistent income and income that increases over time. That's what you're trying to do. Let me say something about inflation. Just because we haven't had much of it lately doesn't mean we're not going to have some in the future. There is something in in behavioral finance called recency bias. And everybody's more biased to say, well, what's happened in the recent past is likely what's going to happen in the future. And that is the biggest lie in, in personal finance. It just doesn't happen that way. And so you've got to be prepared to have increasing income over time in retirement, if you're going to maintain your standard of living, I bet if I took a survey of everyone listening to this show today and said, do you want your standard of living to remain the same, increase or decrease in retirement, people would at least say that they want it to remain the same. A lot of people would say they would want it to increase, but no one would say that they want it to decrease. If you don't prepare for inflation in retirement, then you are guaranteeing that you will have a decrease in your standard of living. So you are the quarterback, going back to our football analogy, you're the quarterback of your retirement. And all of the other players on your team, well, that that's your assets. That's what you've spent a lifetime accumulating. So you've got to put them to work in that retirement red zone inside the 20-yard line as you get close to the goal line, which is your retirement date. So what other uh, components do you need? Well, what other components are there with a football team? Not on the field, not playing the game is your head coach, is your offensive coordinator is your defensive coordinator, the game planning that needs to be done. And that's our final uh, checklist item is hire a coach. You need a coach to work the game plan. What what do you think uh, is going through – uh, all of the naysayers of the Arkansas Razorbacks right now, after seeing uh, the kind of lackluster performance, although it was a win, the lackluster performance of the team against Portland State, did we hire the right coach? Mm-hmm. Did we hire the right coach? You know, that, it's all pointed at him. It's all yes. pointed at him. And, you know, they're all going, well, look what Bielema did to us. Look how empty the, the cupboard was. Uh, that really highlights the criticality in, in football of a coach, but also in retirement chat. Yep. And I look at the bright side on that side on the Razorbacks. Ole Miss got beat by Memphis. So we're, we still got a good week here. <laughs> yeah. That's you true. going ahead and calling a win right now? You want to call it? I'm calling it. So if you want to take that first step in hiring a coach or at least just talking to one and walking through the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process, here's how to reach out. 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. That's the number to reach out to a Gen Wealth advisor or email us info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Don't forget to go to our website too, getreadyforthefuture.com to sign up for an evening with Ryan Dietrich coming up next Thursday. Space is limited. We are out of time on today's Get Ready for the Future show. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope you'll join us again next week. The GenWealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of GenWealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. GenWealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. 